0: The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city oh, is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable. Uh, we have appreciate you joining us this weekend. Fred Perry, your host. I am sitting uh, across the console from uh, someone who's been on the program before, Billy Polanski, who is the Executive Director uh, for the Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture. Uh, Billy, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How is, are you, Fred? Is that still your title? Is that correct? I, as far as I know. As far as you know, as yeah. of this morning. Yeah, uh-huh. good. Well, it's uh, good to have you on the program. This is a big weekend for you all. We'll talk about that. But uh, uh, it's fun to drive by the uh, Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture and just see all the things that are um, happening. I, for one, have what you call garden envy. And it's like, it's really, <laughs> um, wow. All those... Um, I've never seen a cleaner garden in all my life, but, uh, and and very productive and fruitful. Uh, before we jump into what the Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture is doing, tell folks a little bit about your background. You've been on the program before, but remind people where you grew up and, and how you ended up uh, at CCUA. I grew up in Virginia, in Stafford,
1: Virginia, mm-hmm. which is sort of near D.C. What is Stafford famous for? Uh, George Washington's boyhood home oh, was okay. in Stafford. All right. Um, it's also where Pocahontas lived. Mm. The stone from the White House was quarried in Stafford. Wow. It's actually pretty... Um, pretty interesting. There was a lot that happened in Stafford. Yeah. So, Northern Virginia. Yeah. Okay. okay. Very good. Uh, I lived there. I, I went to college at James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Got interested in agriculture there and uh, moved to... Arkansas after college working for Heifer International, oh yeah, and uh, that's where I met my wife mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't my wife at the time, but yep. she grew up in Columbia and that was in two thousand and eight and I've been here ever since yeah, I love Columbia
0: so what was Hugh Heifer like <laughs> <laughs> I like the look on your face, but, you know, I, not everybody knows who Heifer International is. It's not Playboy magazine. That was Hefner. Right. But, uh, actually, uh, my recollection, I'm going to tell you what I think it is and tell me how far off I am. But, uh, Heifer International is, a, a charitable organization that allows people to basically buy a lamb or a goat or a cow or a pig for a village in maybe a third world country. Is that correct? That's pretty well correct. Okay. They
1: uh, donate livestock and training. They
0: train people how to use it in countries all over the world, and even in the United States too. Yeah, so I know that like the Methodist Church Conference in Missouri has a really strong relationship with with Heifer International, and so you know maybe once or twice a year there will be a fundraiser, and and people have the opportunity to contribute uh, to providing livestock for uh, these people, and 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 it's sort of a, a form of a, it's almost like a Christian missionary. Uh, it's it's sort of a way of uh, of uh, showing people what Christians are like versus telling people what Christians are like it's that whole
1: teach a man to fish yeah is uh, you know you can and that's how heifer started is Dan West who founded it was doing relief in the spanish civil war was handing out powdered milk and the kids Hmm. drank the milk before they got to the end of the line and he thought well what if we gave them cows
0: yeah they wouldn't yeah and so that's that's, interesting
1: that's how it started yeah
0: yeah well, well that's a great program to be involved in um for people that don't know what is the columbia certain center for urban agriculture this may be something that as long as you guys have been around and as as active as you've been in the last few years there's probably still some people out there that have no idea what ccua is yeah, and partially in part because maybe the name has like eleven syllables, and
1: <laughs> that could be. Uh, but <laughs> Columbia dumb it down. <laughs> Columbia Center for Urban Ag, or CCUA, is uh, not for profit here in Columbia, mm-hmm. and we help connect people to their food. It's through some of the things like at Heifer International, training people how to grow their own food at home, mm-hmm. uh, getting uh, working with kids and school groups, uh, donating food that we grow to the food pantry. Working with veterans, working with people in uh, rehab, mm-hmm. uh, a garden is a tool to do all sorts of things. And so we just want to help connect people to where their food comes from.
0: Yeah, So probably one of the most visible things that CCUA does is this urban ag park, which is located at Clary Shy Park. Uh, let me tell you all the names for that, that piece of property, but uh, <laughs> it used to be the Boone County Fairgrounds at the corner of Klingscale and Ash. And uh, it's right across from the ARC. It uh, sits next to the farmer's market. Um, so what all happens on that piece of property? So that piece of property is, like you said, it's a city park. Mm-hmm. It's a 20-acre
1: park that includes the ARC and includes the farmer's market. And uh, this, is our ho- this is our headquarters there is that ag park. Right. And so we have lots of demonstrations there where you can walk through and get ideas for your own backyard, we grow food there uh, for the food for the food bank, the central pantry we donated thirty eight thousand pounds last year. Wow, uh, we have tons of field trips out there we have there's kids out there uh, right now and they're exploring the gardens and mm-hmm. they're uh, tasting things and learning about where their food comes from and it 's a launch point for all of our other programs, like I mentioned, going to helping people 's backyards and in school gardens it's uh, it's our home base there.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I I, I think I was over there one day when uh, there was a group of school kids there, and and um, sort of they were getting ready to have their lunch, and it was a, like a salad that had been prepared right from the garden. I think the kids probably helped pick it themselves, and mm-hmm. and they were there to see that. Oh wow, this food! actually came from the ground, uh, grown right here. Um, and I would guess that probably one of the things that I hear from farmers quite often is that kids really have no idea where their food comes from. And why is it important for kids to know where their, their food comes from? Well, it, it is one of the things that we have to do every day. Eat. Eat. Yeah. Uh,
1: water, food, shelter are yeah. kind of our essentials. And so uh, 1% of Americans farm. So we're relying on those 1% of folks who are hardworking people, uh, but it it puts us in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. right? And um, and to a, food waste is high in this country, and when you see something, when you appreciate something, we can reduce waste, we can, uh, we can appreciate where it comes from, and we can inspire a lot of these young people to think about a career in farming because so many people are leaving the farm. Uh, that 's one of the great things that urban agriculture does is uh, most of our country lives in cities, mm-hmm. and so we are recruiting the next generation, whether they 're going to be urban or rural farmers. Uh, this is where the young people are is
0: in cities and yeah so, did you grow up on a farm I did not you did not uh, what What made you interested in agriculture in college i I was studying geography ah
1: well that 'll do it and <laughs> you you look at the world and i mean agriculture is the but, number one right. way that that humans yeah. have uh yeah. controlled you know our landscape and mm-hmm. and it's just so there's and then we have places where we have tons of food yep. you know like a surplus and and places where there's not food and even in the same town even in a town like columbia yeah there's the haves and the have nots and so that that whole thing is—it was very interesting yeah. to me and why I started working at Heifer. And
0: do you remember uh, the first vegetable you planted or the first thing that you planted that sort of uh, came to fruition uh, that uh, you were able to say, "Oh, I I grew this, and now I'm going to eat it." As a as a kid at home, we had like a.
1: A big barrel mm-hmm. and it had uh it, it fit like a tomato plant and a cucumber plant yeah yeah and i remember as a kid you know it wasn't a huge garden but i you know this really sticks with me mm-hmm. of of like picking those cucumbers and checking on them and and just the the satisfaction yeah. of knowing that you did it and uh there's a lot of you know it it was as a kid who wasn't very into vegetables yeah uh, it was a way to get me bought in.
0: You know, I grew up as one of seven children, and uh, we were lower income. We did not have a whole lot of resources. And and so my, my dad had a pretty large uh, plot of land that he rented every year, and he would plant this ginormous garden. And... Um, and so seven kids became seven sharecroppers. And so we would go out and pull weeds and dig potatoes. And, and I really learned to hate gardening. I mean, it really was something that I just despised doing because most of the gardening done here in, in Missouri is done in July and August or, you know, the harvest. And so, um, it was really just miserable. But, you know, as I've grown older, I've sort of appreciated the idea of having, Tomato plants and, and green beans and flowers and potatoes in, in your backyard. That's kind of a, a cool thing. But you've seen we've seen a real uh uptick in interest in backyard farms and gardens. Uh what do you think is driving all that? I think we're in a time where, you know, where there's
1: obesity epidemic, there is um, you know, sort of distrust of corporations mm-hmm. and, you know, just Kind of uh, people having these awakenings of like, well, this thing that I rely on, mm-hmm. you know, how I need to know more about this, and and just overall health, uh, you know, using food as preventative health. We have, you know, healthcare is expensive, mm-hmm. and eating vegetables <clears throat> is something that can pre- is can prevent a lot of disease, yep, like diabetes and heart disease, and uh, there's even links to mental health, uh, just being outside in the garden being outside is good for your mental health yeah uh and having a balanced uh diet also improves your mental health so with with all of these health issues that we're facing you know having better access to fruits and vegetables and being outside and and honestly producing
0: something yeah, uh, yeah. we don't make things anymore right yeah and so it's a real sense of accomplishment it is you know when you have that uh all those tomatoes out on your kitchen counter and and uh uh, though it was kind of a tough year for tomatoes in in my backyard, but uh the tomatoes I have gotten at the farmers' market this year have been off the charts i mean just really phenomenal um uh, I want to kind of just tell you, i guess a big part of your mission is probably teaching people uh how to more effectively garden um talk about the relationship you have at, at Clary shy Park with with the farmers' market are they a strategic partner or are they just like a nice neighbor
1: uh they're both, uh-huh. uh huh. So we've we've worked together really to fundraise and to to build that park. So uh, we're working together hand in hand. Uh, we provide uh, children's educational activities at the farmers market. Every time there's a market, we're oh. there, okay. providing activities. Uh, we next year we're going to be having some field days out there, uh, and we're going to work with the farmers market to uh, have some classes on farmers you know how to join the farmers market how to like be a successful market farmer mm-hmm. and things like that so we we work really closely with them um and we're we're neighbors we have to we
0: yeah, have to absolutely and so everything is kind of under the umbrella of columbia parks and recreation they they kind of help maintain the property and uh is that correct yes they they're the we we have leases with them they're so the landlord they're the landlord that's okay. right and uh uh they seem to have really embraced this idea of of, a, of an urban farm it's i mean what a great i mean because you
1: you're you're from columbia you know the history of that park and you yeah. know that it sat essentially vacant for yeah. 20 years yeah and i think the fact that there were these groups that wanted to come and raise money mm-hmm. so we've put over 7 million dollars into that park wow and 93% of that did not come from the city of columbia mm that's so nice. we yeah. br- we they were happy to have outside funding come yeah. in and have these outside groups come and program the park. So yeah. they have thousands of people come to this park every week, and uh, they just mow less grass
0: now. Yeah. Well, you know it's it's interesting as you look at the history of this the. The farmers' market struggled for years to sort of make something of itself in terms of of trying to build a, f- a permanent facility and so forth. And then you guys kind of came into the picture and you formed a strategic alliance with Parks and Recreation and and that's really when the farmers' market began to pick up steam. And and uh, you know today it's it's just it's amazing to see the level of participation that's out there on a Saturday morning and a Wednesday afternoon. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. The attendance at the market is. Double what it was
1: before. And, you know, we have the first phase of that building built. Yep. So just with this first phase
0: of the building, the attendance is doubled. Yeah. That's the pavilion, the MU Healthcare Pavilion. And right now, how many stalls does that cover? It covers about 40. 40. Okay. And the plan soon, with this new grant that you all have received, is to uh, add how many more stall spaces? So there's a total of 98 stalls, and okay. 40 of those are covered. Okay. So the remainder of the stalls, 58 more. Will be covered, so we'll have 98 covered stalls when all is said and done. That's right. That's pretty cool. That's great. Are we at capacity? Are we close to capacity at the farmers market? Um, there is still, uh,
1: I think, there's still some capacity, mm-hmm. some room there. Uh, there, there are some. I know there's some of the older vendors who are probably over the next few years going to be retiring. So mm-hmm. they're always. They're always looking to bring in uh, new farmers and uh, new vendors there.
0: Yeah. Now, for people who don't go to the farmer's market on a regular basis, I'm going to put you on the spot here and, and uh, have you name three or four of your favorite merchants. I'll go first, okay? Okay. Uh, um, I love Stanton Brothers eggs. Uh, I love uh, goat's beard uh, cheese. Uh, and I really love the bread from uh, the uh, bakery down by the movie theater. Uprise. Uprise. Very good. Um, and let's see, what else do I get? What What are your three favorite um i love sullivan farms pork okay great pork yep uh, happy hollow farm has the, oh yeah liz um, uh, liz
1: grayson yeah Grace Gray. she has yeah. the best uh stand there uh for produce yep and uh it's gone now but the uh goat's beard farm the goat cheese. Yeah, uh, they retired, but oh, I
0: didn't know that. Okay, very good. That was one of my favorites. All right, uh, that's uh, Billy Polanski, who is the executive director of the Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture. We'll return to the CEO Roundtable right after this on ninety three nine The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with Billy Polanski, who is the executive director of the Columbia Cer- Center for Urban Agriculture. And uh, we've been talking about some of the things out at the uh, Columbia Ag Park, uh, which is uh, Clary Shy Park, uh, there right there at the corner of Clean Scales and Ash, next to the Ark and the Columbia Farmers Market. Uh, a lot of things happening. Um, I wanted to ask you just a little bit about um, uh, as I drive by. It seems like I've seen um, a, a new building or two. I'm trying. To, there's something that's, that sort of has popped up in the last year. Uh, tell us about the new construction that's been taking place on on the Ag Park. So
1: the big building you see is the farmers market. the, That's MU the Health- pavilion, the MU Healthcare Pavilion, with okay. the farmers market is. Right. Meets. There's a smaller building in front of that, which is our one-room schoolhouse. Okay. And so we use that uh, for uh, when we have field trips and for classes. It's uh, currently our only indoor learning space, which is nice on hot and rainy days. Mm-hmm. Is uh, there a kitchen in there? No, but okay. in in a future building, okay. uh, we will have kitchen. All right. And then our maintenance barn, which is kind of the big metal building on the west side of the property, that is where we keep all of our stuff. Okay. So we've got a green – you'll see the greenhouse on the front of that uh, and our wash area, walk-in cooler. All of our tools are stored in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those two buildings, we just uh, recently got uh, solar panels put on them, 98 solar panels. So Mm -hmm. uh, we should have – in a few years we will be getting free electricity all right very good
0: (laughs) um let's talk a little bit about um uh you guys have had a very uh active veterans program a veterans farm Mm -hmm. uh talk about what the veterans farm is today and and what's involved in that program
1: so in 2020 is when it started and we partnered with uh, the Truman VA Hospital. Mm-hmm. 2020 it was a great year to start a partnership with the healthcare organization, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I, it was
0: a great year for everything, uh, let me tell you. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Truman VA, uh, obviously, they serve veterans from, I think, like 30 counties, wow. the, the Truman yeah. VA. So they yeah. have a really wide reach. And uh, we incorporate some of their existing programs. And bring their patients out to our veterans' farm which which is our old urban farm, right uh, which was where uh we used to be headquartered,
0: yeah, so that was property donated by Mark Stevenson mm-hmm. uh, at the corner of Smith and Fay, Fay, very good. Um, yeah, that was always so impressive to uh, walk around and look at that place, and and uh, there's just so much parcel of property. There was a lot going on. Yeah, and it still looks it still looks really good out there. Yeah. Um, do you still drive by there? I so do absolutely. To- yeah, I used to go to my dry cleaner almost uh, at least twice a week, but I'm a little more casual these days, so I don't I don't go as often. But uh, I I've seen it recently.
1: Yeah. So uh, what we do out there is we work. Primarily with two programs from the VA. One is called Transitional Work, and it is for veterans who, it's a work therapy program. It's mm-hmm. folks, traditionally what they do is they have jobs inside of the hospital, yeah. pushing people in wheelchairs or doing laundry or something. This is the only program in the country, because the VA is the world's largest healthcare care provider. Mm. And this is the only uh, program in the country at the VA that takes people off-site for that transitional work it gets them out of the hospital oh that's neat and uh so they can choose if people don't want to be outside in 90 degree heat in Mm -hmm. august then they don't have to but um a lot of veterans like to work outside yeah and so uh, we get them out there and they get paid a wage by the va Mm. and when they're done with the program it builds a lot of those soft skills Mm -hmm. and they have a job reference and Mm. because they're folks who maybe have had uh, some PTSD. P- yeah. They yeah. have they have some mental health issues that have maybe kept them from getting a job or have kept them unemployed. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a pathway into uh, employment. And our program, the folks who do transitional work at our location versus at the hospital, they have about twice as they're twice as likely to be employed after they exit the program.
0: See, that's what I, uh, I one of my frustrations with, with not-for-profits and social service programs in Columbia is that they very rarely discuss the metrics, but it looks like you really have quite a success story here. So so you're, the people who participate in your program are twice as likely to become gainfully employed a, after going through your program. Right. That's right. pretty amazing. This is
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a big deal, and and really like we're there providing some support to them. We're we're a little more understanding than mm-hmm. than maybe another employer would be, but yeah. that's a part of that transition. Yep. is working through some of the issues folks have. And uh, Dustin Cook, who manages that site out there, he's a veteran, and so he understands some of the struggles. He's been in the same place that mm-hmm. uh, the the folks out there have been through, and it's a great and and all the food they grow. Is donated to veterans. Uh, some of it goes to Welcome Home. Hmm. Some of it goes to uh, Phoenix, which is a rehab yeah. program, a lot yeah. of veterans there. But most of it goes to uh, a food pantry that we started at the VA. So hmm. CCUA and the food bank mm-hmm. and the VA got together and said, let's make a 24 hour food pantry inside of the VA hospital. Wow. With
0: fresh uh, produce. So.
1: All the fresh produce there comes from the veterans' farm, yeah, and the food bank brings shelf stable goods mm-hmm. and it 's a self service pantry wow so it's in uh, it's in their canteen there, so mm-hmm. uh, any veteran can come and because if you 're there you're sick, yeah, and uh, if you don't have food you 're probably not going to recover well at home, yeah yeah, or you've maybe been out of work because you 've been sick, you know yeah. all of these things and so uh, we have we have twenty four hour veterans' food pantry, so mm-hmm a great collaboration
0: with the yeah. food bank too it's kind of nice because you know there's no shame or no stigma associated with with taking something that is free but we, when you're in that veterans environment under that umbrella uh it's really just it's something that is um, um just a little bit more socially normal to to be able to accept that that gift so it's really nice it's grown by veterans for veterans yeah so, you know pretty cool a, a lot of the folks who are growing it
1: have been there too yeah. so it's yeah, you know it goes both ways. Yeah,
0: well, tell me what is being grown right now. Well, what for, let's stick on the veterans front. What's being grown over there right now? Uh, a lot of beans. Okay, uh, tomatoes. When you say beans? You're talking about green beans.
1: Green beans. We grow a lot of green beans, but we grow these long beans. Have you ever seen
0: these? I I don't think I have.
1: Uh, they're they're probably about as long as your forearm. Wow. Okay, and which makes them. You pick green beans. You, sure, you <laughs> absolutely. You were cussing your, your dad easy. under your <laughs> That's breath. That's right. Uh, <laughs> a you, easier to pick, I would uh, guess, because they grow. Yeah, you you pick one of those. It's like five little yeah. beans. Yeah, uh, tastes the same. Uh, so we grow those. They they get less bug damage. They're easier to harvest. Wow,
0: what's the variety? What do you, what do you call them? Do you know? Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot here.
1: There's sometimes are called uh, long beans okay. or Chinese noodle beans. Chinese noodle beans. Okay, uh, but. If you just look up long bean. Uh, okay. And
0: and they work in this climate. Yeah,
1: they're great. Okay. They're great. And they grow all summer. So um a lot of beans. And then, of course, tomatoes, cucumbers, mm-hmm. squash, peppers, yeah. um, all that good summer stuff. Hey, let me stuff. ask you this. Are the
0: long beans up, are they more on a vine than a bush?
1: Yeah. So okay. that that's another good thing, too, um, is we grow them up on a fence. And so you're not bending over yeah. and you're picking fewer
0: of them yeah. and you get more. Okay. If my wife is listening, that's what we're planning next year. I tell you what, it's uh, picking green beans is not nearly as fun as eating them. So anyway, it's it's a uh, that's something. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about this new apprenticeship program that you have with the USDA. That's going to, I guess, get started next year. Talk talk about what's happening there. Yeah, so we
1: were awarded a grant uh, from the USDA. They have a program called Urban Agriculture Innovation, mm-hmm. and we are at the Ag Park. Next year, we'll be doing an apprenticeship program uh, that essentially prepares folks uh, to start out into market gardening, market mm-hmm. farming. Mm-hmm. So uh, they will work out at the ag park ten hours a week in the fields, but then we'll also have lectures from our staff. We'll have some agribusiness lectures from uh, folks at uh, Lincoln University. We'll have field trips to local farms, mm. and. Uh, Ten, you know, so it's ten hours a week. It's for eight months, mm-hmm. and at the end of that, they'll get a certificate from Lincoln University. Oh, okay. And so it's designed to be. It's not, you know, ten hours a week for eight months. When you're not a farmer, when you're done with that, there's yeah. um, really a lifetime of learning. But it's it's really enough to to get you sort of a, a nice, well rounded view and decide if you're ready to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're and we want to be flexible to maybe meet people's schedules who already have a full-time job or maybe they're a student in school to try to fit into that schedule yeah
0: so with the the produce that is grown on the uh the columbia ag park or the urban farm mm-hmm. um what what is your policy about organic or pesticides what what is traditionally how do you handle those things yes
1: yeah, so we
0: use organic methods
1: there we're not certified organic mm-hmm. we don't we don 't fill out the paperwork to get certified yeah uh because it 's just donated we don 't need to do that yeah um, but we yeah we use natural methods we use uh we, if you drive by there you 'll see uh the row covers you know the fabric over some of the rows mm-hmm. which is it keeps bugs off yeah it's you know instead of spraying for bugs, we just put a sheet over it that keeps yeah. the bugs off, yeah uh, and we use uh we try to make really healthy soil, which makes the plants healthy mm-hmm. it 's sort of that same concept like i was talking before if 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 you and i if we eat a more nutritious diet if we're healthier we're going to be more resistant to getting sick yeah it's the same with the plants yeah if we have a better environment for them to live in they're going to be less susceptible to diseases mm-hmm. and to bugs and things like that Yeah,
0: i uh like to buy my tomatoes from a boone county farmer by the name of george tutt and there is something absolutely amazing about the flavor in those tomatoes, but. Um, the question another uh, farmers market shopper asked uh, him about whether or not he uses any kind of you know is it organic? And, but they talked about adding like nitrogen to the water. Is that something that you're familiar with? It's it's a I've not heard of it. It, it, it. What does that do? Do you know? Um, so most uh, most
1: crops need nitrogen. Okay, it's it's, uh, it's what makes the green grow. Ah, so okay, uh, all your all your plants really all the. All the corn you see on i-70 yeah and uh nitrogen is what makes the leaves grow okay uh and so pretty much all plant all stuff is fertilized with nitrogen you can get organic and inorganic sources of nitrogen oh, but, okay but they they all take nitrogen okay and um what you're talking about is i think fertigation okay where they, they put the fertilizer in the irrigation water okay and that's yeah, that's pretty uh,
0: common Common. Yeah. okay very good um, I want to talk a little bit about um, the sort of the future of the we, we got another segment that we're going to we're going to talk a lot about the future of the, of the Ag Park but if uh, w- tell me what public access looks like right now I mean if somebody wants to come and look around uh, what do they need to do do they need to come check in do they need to I mean it's a pub. it's a city park does, but that surely doesn't mean that people can just walk around anywhere they want to in there
1: more or less. More or less. Yeah, so the park is a city park. It's open to the public. Yeah. It's got uh, walking trails. It's got a playground. Uh, some of those areas are locked up, like our schoolhouse is locked yeah. up, yeah, and our barn, and we have our temporary office there. Those are off-limits, but you wouldn't be able to get in anyways. Yeah. So we uh, we but if I wanted
0: people. to see your tomato plants, I could walk back there and see your tomato plants?
1: Absolutely. We, really? We want people to come out hmm. and uh, get up close and... Ask questions of our staff. You know, mm-hmm. we're out there every day. Yeah, uh, that's if we didn't want people walking through our stuff, we would have chose a different location.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, on the old farm, I remember you guys used to grow something, and it, it was really big and and uh, bushy and and looked very healthy. And I asked you what type of produce that was, and you told me that. Uh, it was something that you all plant to sort of condition the soil. does that ring a bell with you that you know to kind of maybe loosen up the the, the soil and make it less hard
1: cover crops
0: cover crops okay
1: yeah so there 's lots of different cover crops yeah and um,
0: we i mean this was hardy i mean this is this is like a bush almost
1: yeah so there's there 's lots there 's lots of different types of cover crops you can use, but essentially it 's something that you 're planting not to harvest and eat or sell, but you 're planting to uh, block out weeds, hmm. or to uh, use their roots to penetrate into the soil. We've That's got what that, it was. Yep. We've got that heavy clay here, and yep. so if you pick something with deep roots, it can help break up that clay. Yeah, um, Some things fix nitrogen into the soil, and so act as a fertilizer, so... Um, we use cover cropping pretty heavily in our, and some cover crops are just there for 30 days Yeah, and some can be there for months. Okay.
0: When we come back from this break, we'll, we'll continue our conversation with Billy Polanski and maybe find out how you can uh, learn more from the folks at the uh, Columbia center for urban agriculture. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about, including the future welcome center that is going to be built at the ag park. Uh, all of that and more coming up on the CEO Roundtable show. I'm Fred Perry. We're visiting with Billy Polanski. This is 93, nine, the Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host. This is our third segment. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, You know, tonight, uh, and I apologize to our Sunday evening listeners. This is going to be something that I can just tease you with and you won't be able to uh, actually participate. But tonight... Uh, is the Harvest Hootenanny, uh, which is taking place at the Columbia Ag Park? Uh, tell us where that is. So the, no, I'm sorry. Tell us what the Harvest Hootenanny is. I apologize.
1: The Harvest Hootenanny is our annual fall harvest celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year's the 13th annual Hootenanny. Wow. Um, it's at the Ag Park there at Ash and Clink Scales, and it'll be from four to nine p.m. Okay. tonight. What kinds
0: of things will people see if they come out?
1: Uh if you come out to uh it's a free event, we'll have uh lots of live music. Uh we ha there will be some farm animals, uh the Humane Society will be there with puppies. Okay. There will be puppies. Mm, that's the uh, big draw. Uh we have car- No cats, right? Oh no, no, no. Uh <laughs> good. <laughs> the uh we'll have we have carnival games, uh the Columbia Area Career Center. Oh yeah. The culinary arts students yeah. uh are providing a meal. Hmm. And uh they are so good. Yeah, they're
0: uh, phenomenal. They're just, I love it when they do their omelets at the uh, farmers market.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They they are the best and they uh they they make pulled pork, they uh they make it, they smoke it all, mm-hmm. they make their own bratwursts, uh they're uh they smoke uh, make barbecue chicken mm-hmm.
0: now are, is that for sale or is that yeah so okay. the event is free but uh there's
1: food okay uh the carnival games and we do have alcoholic drinks those are all uh you can purchase tickets yeah. to okay to get access to those things
0: and this is uh the purpose of this event is just to sort of bring the community together or to kind of say hey here's what ccua is doing it is all of that okay. so we it's a People
1: like to go to a party. Oh, yeah. And so we throw a party, and we get people to come, and we get them to talk to our staff. Our staff will be set up with uh, posters talking about our program, Mm -hmm. get to get out there and ask questions about what is that What is that bean? Tell me about that bean. Um, And just for folks to have a good time and showcase uh, really a lot of what this community is about. We have local musicians, the students at the Career Center. All of these carnival games Mm -hmm. are run by – local businesses and nonprofits in the community okay. who are going to get out in front of folks yeah. and so it's just
0: a fun event to yeah. bring the community together Very cool that sounds great um and the weather's gonna be perfect for it which is really nice it that's right it's yeah. not gonna rain yeah it's good um side note i don't think that the bradford farm had their tomato event this year is that correct i it's I don't know if they had it the last couple of years. Okay, yeah, I somebody said that they had stopped doing that, which was one of the greatest events in Columbia was it to be really able to go was. out there and try those tomatoes and peppers. And so, uh, so are people going to be able to maybe uh, be able to see a little produce tonight uh, at the at the at the at the Harvest Hoot Nanny? Um, they will see produce on the
1: vine. Okay, will, very good. It will still be living. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the food, the f- food that's being served there, there is uh, the lettuce uh, in the salad. Uh, we yeah. grew there, okay, and so the they will get to taste a little so bit So you're
0: still it. harvesting lettuce at this time of year?
1: We are harvesting lettuce again.
0: Again? Yes. Yeah, Second so round. In the
1: spring, Yeah, we
0: kind of stopped, and uh, the stuff that's here now is uh, newly planted. Okay. Very cool. Well, uh, that sounds great. Now, I want to talk about this new welcome center that's being planned uh, for the uh, Columbia Ag Park. Tell us what that is and where it's going to be located. So this is the last... Capital construction part of
1: the park. Okay, uh, it's an eleven thousand square foot building. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. If you're looking, if you're staying in the parking lot and you're looking at the pavilion
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the right hand side, there's a patch of grass, mm. kind of triangle shape. Yeah, it's gonna go right there. Okay, uh, right next to the parking lot. How big will that be? Uh, it's eleven thousand square feet. Ooh, okay, big. So it's. Yeah, it's a pretty big building. It's gonna every square inch of that grass is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> is gonna be this building. Um, and what will be in there is uh, it'll be office space. Right now we're in a, a little classroom trailer. Yes, and I'll be thrilled to be out of there <laughs> to coordinate that coordinates all the programs that we do. Yeah, uh, some of the more fun things are in there is a kitchen. Yeah, so it'll be a teaching kitchen. It'll be a kitchen that the farmers there can use to. Uh, do value added things or to prep samples uh, we work really closely with the food bank as we 've talked about, and something we 're going to pilot is having some uh prepaid prepaid prepared oh. meals and meal kits that uh use our produce and are available at the central pantry oh okay so um huh. we we bring a lot we you know we bring thirty eight thousand pounds of produce to the pantry every yeah. year but sometimes uh, somebody needs a little more encouragement to try mm-hmm. something. And yeah. so if there's, you know, like the Blue Apron, HelloFresh, yeah. you've yeah. tried those yeah. things, it makes it really easy to try new things. Yeah. And so we want to include some of that to help folks try new things. And some folks, I mean, a lot of people who go to the pantry, you've got like single mom with three jobs. You give her a turnip, it's just it's extra work yeah. to get that on the yeah. table. And so for some folks who are in a tight spot, uh, just having having a little extra work done and we'll have we'll have volunteers there's tons of people who want to volunteer inside and all of our volunteering opportunities are outside. Yeah, yeah. And so in August I'm sure we'll have some eager volunteers yeah, to work in the I air bet. conditioned kitchen. Yeah,
0: I bet that's right. It's uh, you know, you and I have been involved with uh University of Missouri Extension Council and four and H is an extension of that, but you know, there's a program there where they go into the um grade schools and they teach kids how to plant peas. Mm-hmm. And th- these kids are eating peas for the first time in their life. And they, th- it's a delicacy. You know what I mean? And it, it's like, and I just remember as a kid, uh, man, when when my mom and dad served peas, we were usually being punished. You know what I mean? Or it's like (laughs) Halloween and we had to eat them before we went out trick-or-treating. And so, um, but it's just really interesting to sort of how that changes the perspective for people. And and they look at food very differently once they kind of understand where it comes from and and the benefits of of eating that type of healthy food. And so uh, there's a lot of good work being done yeah it's 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 the buy-in yeah it's
1: the even even if you didn't grow it yourself if you get to if you get to pick it yourself if you know go to the store with your kids and say hey you get to pick one vegetable yeah, over yeah. here and <laughs> you know and it doesn't always work but yeah. a lot of the times it gets them excited yeah. and bought in yeah and gives them some agency over it
0: yeah that's that's cool um we're going through some pretty tough times right now and uh you know it's uh the uh Of course the economy is is not strong uh inflation is uh robust um and so oftentimes that has an impact on the way that people get their food um has these have these linear times that we're currently experiencing uh has that encouraged more people to get engaged in in outdoor uh, backyard farming and gardening absolutely um i mean you hit it right on the head when
1: inflation is going up and food costs especially are going up yeah and somebody who is living on a tight budget what are the things you have to pay for you have to pay rent Mm -hmm. and your utilities and you have to buy food Mm -hmm. um and some of the other things can you can be squishy on but if it's it's people are getting pinched right now yeah is what i'm trying to say yeah and so our opportunity gardens program, for example, that's a program where we tra- uh, we work with low income families. We help them build a garden, and we and we give them some training. We show up at their house for three years wow. seasonally. We uh, we we bring some supplies and we help answer questions.
0: Mm-hmm. We- Will you come weed my garden? Um- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you get laid off or something. All right. Um Well it's happened we, before. I don't know. It could happen. Um <laughs> we don't but we don't do the work for them. Yeah. We don't we you teach a man to fish. Exactly. Yeah. Or it, a woman.
1: We yes. Yeah. We uh and so that program we have seen a lot of increase in demand. Mm-hmm. Um we've had we have a waiting list for the first time really in a long time for that program Mm -hmm. and people are telling us it's because they're getting pinched they can't afford uh to and fresh fruits and vegetables when you're getting pinched are really the first thing it's a luxury absolutely it's the first thing to go yeah yeah and so people want to have more nutritious diets for their families and and it's it's not really an option for a lot of folks right now
0: you guys were in the headlines this past week. Uh, I know, is it Chris Saunders? Is that uh, the, what's the name of the gentleman that is the head of your organization? Um, Adam Saunders is oh, one of the me. founders. Adam Saunders, one of the founders. I uh, was uh, before the county commission with Lindsey Lopez from uh, the Central Missouri Food Bank. Uh, you guys are uh, tr- uh, asking for some of the American Rescue Plan dollars to do what? Help, help, remind me what that headline was about.
1: Um, we are together, because the food the food bank, they're, um, they're moving their central pantry to the old Mosher's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so t- part of what they're doing there is they are building lots more cold storage so that they can have more fresh products. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are building this welcome center, which is going to have this new kitchen. It's going to have our office space. And what I didn't mention before is that we're also going to have with the Daniel Boone Library, we're going to have a lending library. Mm. Where people can check out uh, specialized garden tools or oh. canning equipment or food dehydrator, stuff like that. Yeah. So together, uh, we are working together to improve food security in our community. Mm-hmm. And so uh, since we work so closely with the food bank, we came to the commission and said, hey, will you take some of this money and invest in food security? Mm-hmm. Uh, invest in these, uh, this part of our infrastructure, which is going to... Help the community have better access to food for for generations this yeah. is one-time funding that's been allocated so let's invest it in this uh food security infrastructure yeah
0: what else is on the the, the frontier or the horizon for uh the columbia center for urban agriculture what are, you're, you're going to build the welcome center next year correct or as soon as money is raised as soon as that money is raised yeah uh, which is probably next year and uh uh what what else is what else uh, have you outgrown that space is it time for you to go to the fairgrounds and (laughs) And and just repeat what you did at cling scales and ash should we just follow every fairgrounds location (laughs) i think you should (laughs) um i think
1: we we haven't outgrown it yet Mm -hmm. we're we're actually really kind of slow playing the the build out there Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of space that we really haven't touched yet Mm -hmm. and we're really trying to get what we have established we have it's I have to remind myself every day, I'm out there every day and every day I see something new. Yeah. And every day I'm like I have to remind me 2 years ago there was nothing here. Mm-hmm. 2 years and so I see these there's all these fruit trees out there and they're starting to take shape. Mm-hmm. They they're not little sticks but they have they have that tree shape. Right right. And so as uh as these you know new garden installations go in and the trees get bigger and there's different kinds of maintenance and we're able to engage more groups uh that's that's, for the next few years, is really taking full advantage of this park and, yeah. and getting as many people out there as we can and using every square inch of that to teach people and to feed our community.
0: Yeah. Okay, I want to just remind people, um, uh, real quick, uh, less than a minute left, uh, tonight's, and again, apologies to our Sunday evening listeners, but uh, it's Saturday morning and uh, tonight's Harvest Hoot Nanny begins at one time. What time? It's from 4 to 9 p.m. Okay, it's free and open to the public, but there's opportunities to buy food and drink uh, at the event. So uh, stop by the Columbia... Ag Park, and uh, check it out. Billy, it's a great program. I'm very impressed with all that you guys have been able to accomplish in really what seems like a very short ap- amount of time. So thank you for being with us. Thank you, Fred. That is Billy Polanski, who is the Executive Director of the Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture. I'm Fred Perry. We'll be back next weekend. Larry Potterfield from Midway USA joins us as our guest next weekend. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is 93.9 The Eagle. My city was a threat to the rest. This
1: city is my city. Yeah, I love
0: it I was born and raised here yeah. I got it, made here, And if I have my way I'm gonna stay will every corner To every block Yeah Whether it's warm or storming